Welcome everyone to Lunchbox TV reviews for Creeping It Real. And today we're talking about John Carpenter's The Thing, which uh, came out, was it 82? Yes. 1982. 1980, 1982, uh, ripe old age. We don't do uh, older movies like these, do we? Not because I think the movies. That's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's usually the Netflix fair that uh, you know just recently came out and uh, studios couldn't uh, put it on the theater, so they throw it on Netflix and watch. But anyways, regardless of that, uh, John Carpenter, horror master and uh we're here it stars uh kurt russell uh let's start with some uh initial thoughts uh what did you guys think you know what i can start um uh throw off the fact that it was kind of it it, it is 39 years old i actually really like the the movie it i remember as a kid seeing it for the first time scaring me now it i'm not as scared but it's still that story of like man versus man where okay, okay who actually is the thing here which got me still very into the movie so I still really enjoyed it yeah my experience with this movie is a little bit different because I you know it came out before I was born so I didn't watch it at a young age at all um I think the first time I watched it I was probably 20 something um so by that point it wasn't it was an old movie um so or, you know, I'm a modern horror fan. But the thing I will say in re-watching this movie, exactly what Lou said, I think the tension between the characters holds up really well. And that's the thing that to me makes it scary now. I can imagine that when it first came out, the special effects stuff and that sort of thing would have been like the, the scariest part of the movie. Um, that doesn't do it for me now. Also having seen like the prequel remake, whatever it is, the other thing movie where the special effects and that scared the absolute bejesus out of me um, more recently. So I, yeah, I, I have trouble because I do compare the two. Yeah, but still good. Uh, it, it's funny. So, so, so I'll share the story now at, at the beginning, top of the hour here. Uh, apparently, like this is a story my, my mom and dad would share that uh, my mom was in the theater. She was pregnant with, with this guy uh, while watching The Thing because it came out in September. I was born in December. And uh, there's a scene, I mean, you know, spoilers for a, you know, near 40-year-old movie, but uh, <laughs> the, the, the scene where the dog starts just like shredding open and, and everything, like really brutal scene. Apparently, I started kicking and going ham in her stomach, and my mom freaked out so bad, she, she had to leave. She got my dad to leave the movie theater uh, right away. So, I, yeah, uh, I, I didn't watch it as a kid. Because I didn't know, I like uh, my my parents told me that story later on when I was older. I, I think I also watched it like in my twenties. But by that time, I, I thought it was great because like j just like everyone said, the, the atmosphere is incredible. It's so tense and it's so well done. The um, the performances, uh, which we'll get to, uh, yeah, it's a very unique movie for its time. And I'm gonna pretend the remake didn't happen because that that used too much CGI. That was just Please don't do that. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, brief summary. So uh, there's a team stuck in, they're not really stuck, but they're working in uh, an Antarctic uh, base. And were they Swedish? Uh, Norwegian? Like, Norwegian, right. They're in Norwegian. Uh, Norwegian folks are uh, chasing after a dog in a helicopter, trying to kill the dog, a husky. And it's very puzzling. Apparently, 
the translation of what the Norwegian says uh, is get away from that thing. It's not, it's not from this world. So, so like if you're Norwegian, you get the spoiler right away that the dog is a creature. And uh, the, the movie is basically about this alien creature that infiltrates and uh, duplicates, uh, you know, any sort of living uh, creature. And so the mystery is who is the thing? And nobody knows for sure. Even at the end of the movie, you're still not positive who ended up being the thing the entire time, if even the uh, main protagonist is. Although there is a scene with the test and the blood uh, where, where, where they test uh, who, who the thing, very tense moments. Uh, gore factor, pretty ridiculous because uh, there's a lot of body horror in this. So uh, yeah, let's start with the story. Uh, how'd you feel about the story? Uh, yeah, but like I said, the story is great. It's tense. The atmosphere is just like, well, yeah, tense. Um, there, the, the crazy thing about it is uh, I mentioned that I, I watched it as a kid and then didn't really watch it. I, I would say the last time I watched it, like until a couple of days ago was, maybe when I was 13 or 14, but some of those scenes are just like buried in my mind. Like once the, 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 the first dog scene came out, like that, I, I remember that without remembering most of the story. I remember that. And I remember them going to like the, when they went under to like kind of try and blow it up. I, I still remember that, which is crazy. So it, it holds up. Again, the, the tenseness of just like who can be the thing now. Like even the test, you're not really sure because every it's one of those uh who who done it kind of thing, but who's the monster? So story is really good. And maybe Michelle can shed some light. There's not really a lot of uh movies that are kind of like that, but I could be proven wrong by Michelle, but you know, yeah, you know what I mean. But uh yeah. His story is really good. I loved it. Holds up until today. Now, now I'm like racking my brain to be like, what movie is kind of like this? I'm sure there are. I'm like thinking about it. There's definitely there. There's movies like this. I don't think any movie does it as well. And I I, I can't talk about this one without talking about the other one that Alex doesn't like. But so bear with me. That's the thing that the other one doesn't do very well. Um, when I actually compare the two it doesn't feel like this, who do I trust man versus man? It's very much like there's a monster here and the monster's the scary thing. And that feels very, very different, like tension wise. It, it's just a monster movie. It's not this more human story, even though there is a monster like this movie. And I think that's the thing this movie does super duper well. And the thing I also really like story-wise is the fact that the environment itself is also like a, a negative factor. Um, just I think about the scene where they were like getting lost in the snow and that was actually really stressful like the monster's not there the thing's not there but it's this additional stressor this additional like thing that makes the environment and the story feel very contained in this tiny little base and that I think is what makes this such an effective horror movie is because like it's just this claustrophobia feeling of like there's something in here with me and it could be my friend but it could also not I'm not sure um, I think it holds up great in that sense. Um, Story-wise, so good. Like, really, really good story. Um, I mean, it, it's it's an older movie, so there's a couple things that I'm like, nah, 
<laughs> like yeah. I don't know I don't think I don't know translate to to now time but when you kind of watch it knowing of you know when it came out and generally like what things were like for horror movies and just movies in general it all makes sense and it's still very 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 good so yeah also before Alex goes um, I just want to also mention that uh the sometimes the lack of music in certain scenes also adds to the to the tension uh you know how these days we're so used that there's just music to everything to enhance what you're you're feeling kind of or what the director wants to make you feel in this movie it, it does but yeah. there's certain scenes that they're just there's no music so you're just like okay yeah what's gonna happen now yeah it's yeah. that like you're waiting for something And, and instead of music, uh, you hear the howling of the wind, yeah. which again yeah. just adds, adds to that atmosphere. Like Michelle says, like like you're all alone and just this like encompassing darkness that you can't see. You don't know what's going to reach out and grab you, and and like that feeling is like it's pervasive in like yeah. while you watch the movie. And like what makes it stronger is that like the only I, there's like maybe three or four actors that like you kind of recognize from other movies, but for the most part like you don't really like personally i watch it every few few years and i don't really remember who's the thing even though it's because it's they're not like the most iconic actors that uh that you've seen all over the place so it's uh it, it always uh, has me guessing uh i i'd also say like a movie it re- or not really reminds me of but like a movie that came out afterwards that reminds me of the thing is uh hateful eight by uh, quentin tarantino where they're, they're stuck in a, yeah. in this bar in the middle of a blizzard and, and like, and they don't know who's like a turncoat, who's there for what purpose. There's a lot of the same elements. And uh, yeah, the, the music, well, we're talking story here, but uh, the, the, the music is Ennio Morricone who, who does like a bunch of Westerns and, uh, and, and, and who, who also provided the music for the hateful eight, go figure. So uh, yeah, there's the, there's a, the bridge oh. uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, as, as for story, it keeps me guessing. The, yeah, it's, um, you guys nailed it, exactly. Uh, performances now, we got Kurt Russell, we have Mr. Diabetes himself. Diabetes. Uh, Wilford, Diabetes, uh, Wilford Brimley. Uh, we also have, uh, oh God, I, forget, I always forget his name, he plays Child, and that is Keith David, who's also in They Live, with uh, Roddy Piper, another uh, classic John uh, Carpenter movie. Uh, but yeah, not, not very star-studded, but I'm like, personally, like I said, I'm glad because it keeps me guessing during a rewatch. Uh, what did you guys uh, think of the performances? You know what? The performances were, were okay. I mean, there, there's nothing too, too great or too, or too high or too low. Everybody, everyone's performance was okay. Uh, again, we're going to keep talking about how this is a 40-year-old movie. I mean people's kind of acting methods have improved also with the time so if you really think about it the, the acting is very 80s but it, it's it's okay it gets their points across um i guess in cinema this is like this era is you know the uh, the kind of awkward teen years for cinema for like everything uh, even acting wise but it was really cool uh seeing a young kurt russell I mean, I didn't even recognize I was Keith David until he spoke. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> yeah. that's him. Um, not the Knowles guy who all just had roller skates on was just like, I love it. <laughs> Dude just had roller skates on. And yeah, I mean, 
I can't really complain about anything like uh, their performances. So yeah, except that weird kind of it's. I guess it's not a performance, but uh, in the very first scenes where I can't remember who it was, but like when the guy was shooting the dog and they were, it was there, and he broke the glass and the door is right beside him, but he broke the <laughs> glass and just started shooting. That that was my only like. All right, whatever. <laughs> But uh, yeah, dramatic. Yeah, um, Lou. I think Lou nailed it. Eighties acting is different from current like acting. I think nowadays we're seeing more. I don't. I don't nuance perhaps. Like there's smaller gestures in the way people act. We can do tiny little things, and it can be coming across on video and actually contribute to the character. Whereas I think in any movies, honestly, even like pre-2000s even a lot of the 90s movies that I've like seen or especially in the horror genre they're big performances everyone goes hard to get the point across to create the tension to do whatever it is they're doing it's a little bit less of like this understated um, and I think this movie is a good example of that because it's like all the characters go hard they're big person like big personalities big performance there's a lot like more physical performances I would say um than we see in more current movies there was a lot like I more flailing like I don't know just like more like gesturing and and bigger movement from the characters and it didn't once I got used to it and because every character was doing it it didn't seem so weird to me but like at first I was like calm down y'all are doing a lot right now you could do less and still have this good movie Um, but I think it, it just speaks for the time that the movie was made and once I got used to it, honestly, I had no problems with it. I didn't think it was necessarily a bad performance for anyone because of that. I think that was just the performance that made sense at the time and still works. Didn't take me out of it once I got past it in like five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was uh, I was fine for it. I, like obviously the story uh, outshines the performance, but, but, but without like these performances, like, like it, it, the movie's not as effective. So, so like they, they, they're clearly doing something right. Um, Kurt Russell is great as a lead because like he's, he's a likable hero, even though he's a little unstable at times. But, uh, but again, that does lead to like the 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 distrust of these characters. Like, like you don't even know if you should trust your own protagonist. So, uh, yeah, I found that cool. And uh, now let's talk special effects because uh, the prosthetic uh, makeup creatures, they were done by a 23-year-old Rob Botton, who's also known for other movies like uh, The Howling, The Fog, uh, movies from like the 80s, you know, he's, uh, but, you know, he, he got to start there at a really young age. Uh, yeah, it was uh, very special effect heavy once uh, the thing popped up on screen, lots of transformative stuff. Uh, heads coming off and all that sort of stuff uh how, how did you guys think it holds up 40 years 40 years later man those it's good like again we're gonna throw out the the 40 year old label yeah. on this thing and it was good as especially i just realized that you, you told me right now that he was just 23 when he first started doing it it, it was amazing like some mm-hmm. some of the transformation some of it look really cool some of it you could kind of tell that it was like okay that was just definitely another cut uh like there's this one where the chest where it's about to explode he was just there but the next thing it's like his chest is already way up here (laughs) i don't mind but like the the transformations itself like 
uh, the the freakiness of the people that were infected and how like the grotesque the faces were it was really really good and even to this day it's it looks cool yeah i'd say like 80 percent of it holds up really well like surprisingly well you get the occasional one like there's a couple of moments with like, the little floppy bits that just don't work as well as i imagine they would at the time but most of it is surprisingly effective still even for myself who you know I, I love the gore and the the creepy and the scary stuff and there are the, the moments with the dogs still really like that still has an effect on me like no that's gross <laughs> it's so well done that I'm like simultaneously appreciating how well done it is and also I'm like ew this is so nasty <laughs> like this is scary I don't like it um it has this beautiful otherworldly feeling to it and um, because it like it's humanoid-esque and, and animal-esque. It's familiar enough, but it's yeah. also creepy enough that it has that like uncanny valley. It's very sketchy. It's like uncomfortable without being so weird that it's silly. It's this really perfect in-between. Like I, I don't, I can't think of too many other body horror moments that nail it the way this movie does. Like I truly cannot. And there's been a lot of attempts for sure. This one is still, still absolutely iconic. Yeah, I, I, I think if uh, John Carpenter created Halloween and that was like the template for slasher films for like decades to come, this is like the template for like gross body horror stuff for decades to come as well. This, this uh, set the standard. Uh, li like little like nitpicks of like stuff that looks really weird. Like for example, um, what was his name? Vance. Vance. Uh, like the, the dude that his head comes off, like the, the one who's like his chest first and like, you know, closes up. But, but like his head also falls off and like it grows out like these spider legs. But when it runs away, like it, the legs don't do the work. He just sort of glides on yeah. the floor. Yeah. And that, that, that's like, ooh, that, that would have been gliding in, uh, you know, 2020, right? But, but, but in, in any case, like, you know, it gets the point across um, really well, uh, really brutally. Um, now let's talk about a favorite scene or favorite scare. Uh, I, I don't know if they're mutually exclusive or, or whatever, but how did you guys feel? What did you think uh, your favorite? So I have a favorite scene and a favorite scare. Um, so my favorite scene, actually, we mentioned it. Uh, you just mentioned it, actually, like the chest thing when he was doing the defibrillator. Yeah. And then it just <laughs> opens up and get, grabs the head. That was my favorite yeah. scene. But my favorite scare, and it's only because I didn't really remember this part is when they were testing the the blood that caught yeah. me off guard <laughs> and I was just like ah! <laughs> so yeah that was my favorite scare that was actually the only part of the movie that that made me jump was because I didn't expect it and it was like perfect with the, the added yeah. sound and just it made me jump yeah you stole my answer for both mine actually my favorite scene <laughs> is also my favorite scare which was the blood scene um, for yeah. me, because it's it's a long scene and it's very tense. Like that's to me when like there's really the boiling point of the tension between the characters. Who am I trusting? Who am I not? We have, um, I can't remember the character's name, but he's kind of like sneaking around the back and you're like, okay, watch for him, but also watch for the people that are tied up. It feels very yeah. like watch all angles, watch your back, watch your front. Like it's very intense. Mm -hmm. And then the scare with the blood, because there's a delay on it. There's this like, I don't know if it's like a second or half a second delay on like when he starts to do the thing to the blood and then it, it like gets you and it's that in that second you're like oh it's fine it's just enough for you to be like it's all good and then it gets you and I love a delayed jump scare 
um it gets done too often it gets like now in like more modern horror we get the the fake out jump scare where it's like oh it's gonna scare you just kidding it didn't and then something else completely scares you i like this type of jump scare where it's like delayed you just start to be like oh no it's fine and then it happens and that yeah beautiful when used well and and sparingly is such an effective horror like scary thing to do yeah i i I think what adds to it so much is that you you anticipate the sound like like the the blood curdling sound of like the nail on the on the on the plastic container like like, you're waiting for it but then you don't get it and and that's like oh everything changes oh my god yeah so uh so so it's funny i have the exact same thing for lou but slipped like my favorite scene is the blood scene the blood testing scene i i i love that because it's so tense but my favorite scare is the like that autopsy uh, or not autopsy but like he's trying to bring him back and he gets his hand just you know bitten off crazy crazy but uh but yeah yeah we're all, all three of us are basically on the same page when it comes to that. Sh- sh- shout out to that dog scene because Michelle, the way you talked about the dog scene, I thought that was going to be like, I, I mean, it's up there, obviously. It's incredible. It's up there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's my like easily like just in second place to, to the yeah, blood yeah, yeah. scene. It's so good. The dog scene is yeah. spectacular. Yes. Great dog acting as well. Just having a husky <laughs> standing still. That's fantastic. It's in front of a bunch of other dogs. Like, from what I've seen from Huskies, they don't do that. Yeah, and they also aren't that quiet. Yeah. They're loud and they're everywhere. That dog's yeah. just sitting and standing in place. Amazing. Yeah, best performance in the movie. Best, per- yeah. best, best performance, performance yeah. for sure. Fantastic. Great dog. Okay, uh, let's talk final thoughts and uh, score it out of five. Take it away. Final thoughts. Um, the thing holds up. 40 years later, it's still good. Uh, I would still recommend it to any horror fan, movie fan in general. It's great. Uh, I would give it a four out of five. Um, I too would recommend it to all horror fans. I speaking particularly to my modern horror buddies out there. Um, I feel like we, we as modern horror fans need to respect the things that pave the way for the things that we like. Um, so if you're a fan of body horror, I think you can't not watch this movie and appreciate it, even if, you know, it doesn't hold up for you personally. Um, it had such an impact and you can see the impact on every, every movie since any type of body horror. I think uh, particularly of Color Out of Space, which does a lot of animal body horror, which reminds me exactly of this movie. Um, so I think we got to pay, pay a little respect to, to the, the elder movies out there. <laughs> Um, it's not that old it's not as, as old as me it's older oh. than me so I can say this it doesn't matter I didn't Damn say you. ancient I didn't say the ancient movies it's the elder movies it's a term of respect um, but yeah for, for me I mean because it is you know older it's not my modern horror it's not exactly what I typically like um, I can still appreciate it but I'll give it probably like a 3.5 out of 5 so still good I probably won't watch it anytime again soon because you know it's good and that's it uh to me this is this is i i, I chose the movie because uh it's, it's just my favorite horror movie it it's it's uh, to me it's perfection it does everything it's supposed to be and and like without having a template before him john carpenter he didn't just execute it perfectly he he built the stage for what was to come and and like major props for that it, it's it's amazing it's uh yeah it does everything like amazingly like the slight flaws you could just 
you know, pin it down for its age or for its time, which isn't that old, but, uh, you know, um, but yeah, you know, this, this to me, it's, it's, a, it's a five out of five, uh, like this is, uh, this is perfection for, for horror. And uh, yeah, it, it's scary when it needs to be scary and it's not loud and dumb, which is like 90% of horror movies today. Over the past like 20 years, let's say 20, 30 years, yeah. Uh, so yeah, bravo. Uh, yes. And uh, with that, uh, we are wrapping things up on the thing. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed this hip young movie, uh, let us know what you thought. If you agree or disagree, all right. Uh, follow us on our socials and all our stuff. I'm Alex, and I have been joined by Lou and Michelle which I forgot to do at the top of the hour because I talk too much. But we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs>